Hello and welcome back to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. I am so excited today to talk about cold exposure, ice bath, cold water as a treatment for basically anything. <laughs> so if you have been looking at how to reduce inflammation, how to help with blood sugar, maybe even type 2 diabetes, how about beating autoimmunity, if you've read the books where people are saying that it cured their cancer or it helped them lose weight or, you know, like people are making a lot of different claims and making their house ice baths and all of those things. And I wanted to talk to you today about how I feel about cold exposure as a therapy. So there's a big difference. And I think, and this is why it's titled is cold exposure therapy right for you because it may or may not be. And if it's working for you, I guess this is my first disclaimer. If it's working for you, then stick with it. Then that's fine. That's great. Get your blood work done. Make sure everything's okay. But overall, probably relatively safe. But what I've seen and what I've noticed in the quote-unquote wellness industry and uh, essentially podcasts, books, all of these things, is it's mainly men talking about how everyone needs to do cold showers and cold baths to fix their nervous system and improve their vagus nerve health and lose weight. And all my patients, not all my patients, but some of my patients are like, oh my God, my son or my husband or some man in their life is going, oh, if you just did a cold bath, ice bath, you wouldn't hurt so bad. Your lupus would be cured. You would lose weight. You'd have energy. And they're like, I tried it, but I don't feel anybody or I feel worse. And there's a really good reason for that. So men and women biologically are very different. And the trouble that we see right now is that there's not a lot of research on cold exposure. If there is, it's highly biased because it's being done by people who are selling you ice baths. Um, and really, there's no money in the research, right? Because research is expensive. And if we're going to spend money on research, we're going to do it on big things where you have to make the money back, right? So I'm going to tell you my feelings on it. We're going to go into a little bit of research and at the end kind of discuss it as a whole. So yes, I have tried cold showers. I hate them. I've done them. I've done them off and on. And uh, one, it, it does help my hair. I do notice that cold, colder water not boiling lava hot like I prefer. <laughs> Does help my scalp, you know, with the psoriasis and treatments and regrowing my hair. And um, it can help with, you know, um, just hair growth as well. But that's one thing. So women from a traditional Chinese medicine perspective are yin, right? We're, um, we're colder in general. Our bodies are more cold. We have more fat on us naturally to keep us warm and insulated, even though everybody's sitting there, we're all freezing, <laughs> especially in the summer in the air conditioning, and that we need more warm foods and warm supplements from a traditional Chinese medicine point of view. So when I go see our acupuncturist and one of my friends, she's like, Allison, you need to eat warm foods and warm soups and you need to take these warming supplements. And when she sees my husband, she's like, Jake, you need to take cold showers. You need to eat cold food because you're yang, you're overly yang. I'm overly yin. 
So when men are taking these cold baths, cold showers, cold diving, and they feel great, it's because they're actually bringing more balance to our bodies. And when women are like, ooh, get me in a hot bath, I feel so much better, it's because we're improving our our yin deficiency by adding in more warmth. So there's a lot to this. I did find one study titled Gender Differences in Response to Short-Term Cold Exposure in Young Adults. Um, I'll post a link to it here. It's in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. And they did take two groups of men and women and studied their um, cold exposure, their adipose tissue, their metabolism. They did some blood work. Um, It was an okay study. And they really used a water-perfused mattress to activate non-shivering thermogenesis. So this isn't as good of a study, and no offense to them, it's still a good study, but it's very different than jumping into Antarctic <laughs> lakes, right, or the ocean, or uh, doing full cryotherapy. And what they found is, I'm going to scroll all the way down to the bottom here, is that that there's not a lot of differences. However, um, as far as changes in fat adipose activity or energy between men and women with short-term cold exposure, but there were differences in glucose, leptin, adiponectin, and T3 or thyroid hormone were significantly, significantly higher in women. So when women were cold, their body used up more glucose. They used up more energy. Their leptin levels went down and their T3 thyroid hormones went down. So what is leptin? Leptin is a hormone that is secreted by our fat cells and to help you to increase your metabolism and increase your fat burn. So the higher your leptin is, the more fat you will burn. But in the study, women's leptin's level went down. So it's really cueing to their body like, okay, it's basically kind of like a workout, but not in a great way. So we consumed more glucose, and but we don't know where muscles are fat. Our leptin went down, so our body's going to go, oh my God, I'm starving. I need to eat something. And our active thyroid hormone that helps burn fat and increase energy and keep us warm went down. So that's not things that we want to necessarily happen, right? Um, Now, of course, we need different studies. We need more advanced studies. We need fuller fuller cold exposure. Um, It's so much more than just shivering. So that could be different, right? Like sitting in the cold mattress versus getting an ice bath might have a completely different uh, result between men and women. The other issue, and I'm not sure if they mentioned it in this article, um, it was very long, they did a great job, but that, and it was either this article or another article where they said women's cycles also cause differences in these hormones and blood levels and cold exposure therapy. And this is why no one does research on women because (laughs) our cycles impact everything throughout our 
blood sugar levels, our hormone levels, our fat burning, our mood, our sensitivities to hot and cold, our appetite, like everything is different on a daily basis if you're cycling. So they just kind of ignore us because it's just too difficult to go, all right, what day of your cycle are you on? And then trying to connect all of these dots. So it's not even worth it. So you might feel good if you're a woman doing cold exposure therapy in the first half of your cycle where your estrogen's higher and your metabolism stronger and you are burning more fat and you might do better with warm exposure in the second half of your cycle. Right? All of these things really play a difference. Now, the rest of the uh, articles that I tried to find on women and cold exposure was just medical hypotheses. And that is not helpful at all. And because they're just like, oh, we heard this from our patients and we hypothesize this makes them feel better. So we're cool with it. So this was titled Pregnancy, Cold Water Swimming, and Cortisol, the Effect of Cold Water Swimming on Obstetric Outcomes. Now, they didn't do anything. Um, They just talked about other research and they said, Women who are long-term pre-pregnancy cold water swimmers may experience improved obstetric outcomes over those who are not. Um, So this is before pregnancy, that you might have a stronger nervous system, um, increased pain threshold, and faster healing. However, when you put them together, it actually affects the children more. So the very next article was prenatal exposure to temperature variations increases the risk of common cold in children. So women who were pregnant and exposed to pretty, I mean, they, I drastic changes, let's say in their temperature, um, outside increased their risk of having the common cold, meaning their immune system is not as great. So I do believe that based off of all of this information, we should not assume that women are small men in research. And that's what the typical saying is, right? We have different hormones that play differently in different times of the day and the month. Our bodies just function differently and we're not supposed to function the same. So we need more support in that area as well. Of course, we need more research done on human participants. We need to be tracking more deeply into women's lives, um, pregnancy, autoimmune, uh, blood work. All of these things can impact how research is um, affected. And we also need to look at who's funding the studies and whether or not they're reliable or not. So if this cold exposure is something that you want to do, as a female, I would highly recommend starting very slow and getting in the shower and just doing, you know, mild cold for 10 seconds and then going back to warm, going back to cold and building up your cold tolerance. You can build that up. And as you become more accustomed to colder and colder water, then you might consider like a full cold bath or cryotherapy or something like that. However, If you feel worse with it, don't keep doing it, I guess is is really what I want to say. Don't feel pressured that you have to do something because somebody wrote a book and had a great experience with it. That's wonderful for them, but it might not be for you. And look at what that person's experiences and treatments were, and they're not always going to share all of that. 
And no single therapy is right for everyone. And you can choose what to do based off of your unique health goals, your unique health issues, and really work with the people in your life around you, your nutritionist, people like me, your functional medicine doctor, your primary care, your specialist, to figure out what's best for you instead of just trying everything and nothing working. So if you would like some personalized help with your health care, um, I am here for you. So schedule an appointment. You can do that online. We can run your labs. We can talk about what's going to work best for you based off of your health, your immune system, and your hormones, and do some testing. Don't guess anymore, and just start to feel better. All right. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Tune in next week for our next podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Functional Wellness with Dr. Allison. If you would like personalized care and testing, you can schedule an initial consult online and get started with your wellness plan right away or message us on Facebook at Little Black Bag Medicine. Thanks for tuning in and see you next week.